Hey, it's Callie, and you're listening to the Hippie Haven Podcast. Every Wednesday, I release a new episode related to living harmoniously with yourself, others, and the planet. As part of my life mission to arm you with the knowledge and tools you need to spark progressive change in your community. If you're new around here, I'm the founder of two sustainable companies in the United States. The first I started at age 23 while in the U.S. Navy. It's called Bestowed Essentials, and it's a social enterprise that manufactures eco-friendly personal care and cleaning products, while also providing living wage employment to people of all abilities. In only four years, we've grown from a hobby I did in my kitchen to now being the largest soap-making company in the state, and our zero-waste products are available in over 200 stores across the U.S. and Canada. My second small business is Hippie Haven. It opened in 2019, and it's the only zero-waste store in South Dakota. Along with our refillable and reusable products for sale, we also offer a wide variety of community resources at our shop, including a free food pantry, book library, redistribution station, recycling drop-off, small business pop-ups, educational workshops, nonprofit meeting space, political outreach events, and much more. If you're not in South Dakota, no worries. We have an online store too, so you can support us and get zero waste products from anywhere in the country. Take a second real quick to make sure you're subscribed to the Hippie Haven podcast on your favorite podcasting app. It's available on all the major ones. You can also find the show notes and a full transcript for every episode on our website, hippiehavenpodcast.com. To learn more about me, the Hippie Haven team, and all the work we do, follow us online. We're on Instagram and TikTok as at Hippie Haven Shop, or just visit our website, hippiehavenshop.com. This episode is made possible by Ritual, a vegan vitamin company made by skeptics for skeptics. They are obsessed with science and transparency, and you can see on their website exactly what ingredients are in their vitamins, why they chose them, what city they came from, and how much is included. They have daily multivitamins for menstruators, for postmenopause, and for prenatal. Order your first bottle with free shipping by visiting hippiehavenpodcast.com forward slash ritual. My guest today is Sandra Merrill. She's the co-founder of Swell Advisors, a bookkeeping and financial services company for purpose-driven small businesses. Swell's mission is to contribute to the growing movement of eco-businesses by helping the owners of these companies know their numbers and manage their finances with ease. Today, we're talking about the first steps to take when starting a business, how to handle tax season, Sandra's favorite financial tools, and more. Let's get started. Tell me about Swell Advisors. Sure. Um, So Swell Advisors is a bookkeeping company that I started with my partner, Chris, who is also my husband, and we provide bookkeeping and financial services to purpose-driven businesses. What led you and Chris to the decision to start Soul Advisors? Sure. So um, I guess underlying our, our aim with Swell Advisors is to support mission-based businesses and social enterprises who are out to use business to bring positivity into their community and just generally to show like that business can be used as a force for good. So um, our way of contributing to the growth of 
eco-businesses is that we believe bookkeeping and knowing your numbers is really essential to be able to run a thriving business. And we feel like as we help each individual small business that we work with understand their numbers, there's this amazing ripple effect that happens. So when our clients understand their finances and their numbers, then they can really put their passion to action and their financial awareness means they can make smart decisions for their business and then they can do more good in their communities as they expand. And what services do you offer? Um, so we're, we're primarily done for you bookkeeping. So we have clients who come to us and we run all of their bookkeeping for them. And we also help new businesses set up bookkeeping systems. So if they're maybe not quite ready to have someone do all of their bookkeeping for them, um, we would basically show them what they need to set up and do kind of the, the beginning stages of that foundation, give them some training so that they can then run their bookkeeping themselves. So it's kind of twofold in some done for you and then some where we're training people to be able to manage their own bookkeeping for their business. Overall, how do you help eco-businesses scale sustainably? Sure. So I, I, I guess I would just say um, when it comes to scaling and thinking sustainably with your business, there's, there's like two lenses that you want to look through. Um, one is just that underlying every single business in order to make good decisions, they really need to understand what's happening financially. So a, a part of scaling is going to be really getting into the details of what's, what's working financially in your business, what are areas where you can evolve and you know maybe make some smarter decisions about either how you're spending money or where money into the business is generated and comes from. And so at a baseline, like having a good bookkeeping and accounting system in place so that you can see your numbers easily is so important to reaching those targets, hitting those goals, having data that you can look to when you're trying to make decisions. Um, so I guess like that would be that would apply to any type of business, not specifically just, you know, sustainability focused businesses. But then um, for us, like we layer into the mix, not only decisions around how to be profitable, but how the decisions that you're making in your sustainability focused business, how those also take into account people and planet, not just profit. So you know, typical corporations are just really looking to maximize their profit at the, without concern for maybe how it affects the community at large, environmental concerns, like there's lots of layers to this. And so we talk to the businesses we work with, not just about only driving profit, but really profit that also is really looking to the larger community and the environment as well. So what are ways that small businesses can um, focus on that triple bottom line of, of profit, of people, and of planet? Sure. So I, I, I would say that um, a really good tool that I recommend to businesses is checking out 
um, the B Corporation Impact Assessment. So this is something, if you're familiar with B Corporations, it's a movement and a certification of businesses that are using, that are positively positioning their business within the community at large and, and making sure that they're making good decisions around how they produce their products, how their employees are treated, et cetera, like how, how their business is actually set up from a governance standpoint. And so as part of this certification, um, there is an impact assessment, which is a totally free tool that you can find online on bcorporation.net. And the great thing about this assessment is I think it's it's often really hard to see where your business sits within your larger industry, how the things you're doing compares with others like you, whether it's a similar type of industry or like size of business. And so by using this assessment, you're able to see a really wide, you basically go through and answer about 150 questions about your business. And this is a tool that you can then use to really see what are maybe some areas that you haven't focused or you're not aware that there's, you know, a different way that you could be approaching that piece of planning and operations within your business. So I think that's a really good tool for a business to look to, even if they're not planning to try and certify, it really is like a, a roadmap for how you can make some positive decisions and see where you weigh up among uh, your, your industry on a whole. And I know that so many of my listeners are interested in um, using business for good, starting small businesses. So let's let's talk about the basics. What are some of the first things that someone should do when, when they're starting up a new business? Okay, so um, when when we're talking about starting a business, I'll like I'll talk about this from from two angles. One is just generally any business, what you should do. And then if you are a you know, socially environmentally conscious business, how you can layer in that perspective and that lens and how you set up your business. So um, my, my like kind of hit list of top things that you should be doing as you're setting up your new business. The first thing, which is very, um, very important is separating your business from you personally and how you keep your money, where the bank accounts are set up. You don't want to mix your personal with your business because not only does it make it really hard to, to tell what is going on and really isolate the business activity, um, it, it puts you more, it attaches your personal liability more to what's happening in your business. So number one, separate your business from your personal. Go and open a separate checking account for your business and make sure that you're running everything through that account and not mixing it with your personal and layered on top of that if you are um, really considering how your money is used i would recommend thinking about where you set up that account and where you bank and um, because it's important to understand that like the business of banks is that they take the money that their customers have in their accounts and then they use that money to invest it and make money off of it. So, um, you know, like your your regular large banks like Chase and Bank of America, et cetera, 
they're all pretty pretty heavily invested in things like uh, oil and gas. Uh, some some large industries that you may not personally really agree with uh, what they are doing. And so I would recommend checking out banks like Bank of the West, Amalgamated Bank in the United States is another one that's a really good bank. Um, and also credit unions often serve this way where you can, you know, look into where they you where they invest your money and make sure that it matches with your values. Um, so then on top of that, outside of banking, I would say it's really important from the start of a new business to get a good accounting system in place. So this could be as simple as a spreadsheet where you track money in and out of your business. And as your business evolves and gets a little bit more complicated, I definitely recommend software because this helps you to automate, make less mistakes, really have the data in there in a way that's very useful to look at and make decisions from. Um, so beyond that, then you want to get into a rhythm where you're categorizing everything in and out of your business um, monthly and then looking at how much profit exists each month. Because while I know a lot of businesses in the kind of space that we're talking about, maybe the, you know you personally are not like a money hungry person. Your, your overall like passion and goals maybe are not all about making a ton of money, but it's important to recognize that regardless of how you feel and how motivated you are by making money, you cannot live out your purpose, your passion in your business if it's not profitable because profit is really what enables you to do your why. So, you know, when you know your profit, you can decide how to spend that money and make sure that it goes back to your goals. Like use that profit to work on your mission. The other thing I would recommend uh, for a new business owner is really setting up a good system to set aside taxes each month so that you're not scrambling at the end of the year. Um, and that is, depending on what type of business entity you are, it's going to vary, you know, how your tax situation looks. But I would say, like, if you're an LLC, uh, recognize that you are paying taxes on your business's profit, not actually what you personally pay yourself out of the business. So you want to each month be able to see how much profit is in your business. And then from there, you'll set aside a percentage of that profit. We typically recommend about 30% of profit you'd set aside ideally in a separate savings account so that you don't touch it and you know what it's for. Um, but I would just say to get into that habit where you're setting aside money for taxes each month and then it's not an end of the year scramble for you. What are some of the banks that you recommend that are more ethical than some of those larger ones? Yeah, so I think I, I mentioned this when I was going through in the United States and I, you, there may be listeners that are outside of the US, so you'll just need to do a little bit of research if that's the case. But in the US, um, Amalgamated Bank is a B corporation and they are you know, not funding 
oil and gas at all. Bank of the West is also another one that I recommend checking out. Those two, and then credit unions in general, like those are going to be particular to your area, but those tend to also have, you know, positive use of money that their customers have in their accounts. How does it work with the um, the online banks if, you know, you need to do deposits or take out cash or that kind of thing? Do you know? So it depends a little bit on, you know, the type of business that you have. More and more things are moving to, like, be pretty seamless, especially this past year with COVID, I think that so many banks really needed to make it easy for customers to make deposits and, you know, basically use the bank without actually having to show up and stand, you know, in at the teller. So, um, you know, when it comes to cash deposits, that is something where often you need to actually do those physically at the bank because um, you need to get the cash in their hands. But otherwise, I think a lot of businesses today are less and less cash cash based. So, um, you know, they're even retail stores that are, you know, don't accept cash just to like remove that as a piece of the equation. I think also probably when it comes to like accountability of employees and having less cash in the mix, it seems like more businesses are going to cashless systems. But if you run a business where you have cash, then I would say, you know, you'll have to talk directly with the bank and see if there's any other way that you can get the money in there but most likely you will have to like go in and make a deposit with cash. Yeah. And I think as we move more and more towards being a cashless society, I think uh, it's a responsibility for ethical businesses to really consider the, the privilege and, and the classism that comes along with not accepting cash and, and only taking card and how that definitely marginalizes groups of people. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you're, you're basically saying there's, there's a large population that's completely unbanked and in that case you know wouldn't have a credit card or the means to pay by debit card so for sure there is by limiting only to electronic transactions that is limiting people from you know access to your products your services and whatnot yeah I totally agree now, not necessarily financial-wise, but just in general, what are some of your favorite tools and resources for small businesses? I'll start with the financial one, which is that we really recommend QuickBooks Online for small business accounting software, if that's something that you're looking into. There are a few others also. You can check out Zero, which is spelled X-E-R-O, and then Wave Apps is another one. But QuickBooks Online is what we use really for all of our clients. Um, and then otherwise, just things that like I'm into and I use for myself. Um, I think having some sort of project management software has been such a game changer. We use Asana in our business. Um, but I know that there are lots of other ones out there. Asana, Trello, ClickUp. These are all ones that like are pretty widely used. But basically having some way that you can automate recurring work that you need to take care of. And also, you know, in our case, we have a lot of different deadlines for each business that we work with. So we need to make sure that we have a really clear way to keep track of what's due when so that we're on time and 
like using a project management software is a, a, such a game changer there. Um, the other thing we use pretty heavily is like a, a, con, a client management resource or tool. So um, one where you can automate in our case, like sending proposals and first invoices and, and really kind of making it easy to onboard new clients as well. And that's, I think, probably more particular to our type of work, but we use Dubzato for that and are, are really happy with that tool. Um, other little things that I think are, are helpful, just as we're all like working remotely in different places, Loom is a really cool tool for quickly recording something that you want to show someone like your screen or you're training on something and you want to create a video. I think that is a really good tool. Um, I mean, all of the like G Suite, Zoom, obviously like, you know, we use all of that a ton, but that covers some of the, I think, key things that we're using all the time. And then with us uh, being in tax season now, what advice do you have for small business owners for a successful tax season? Sure. While I know right now we're starting tax season where people are filing their 2020 taxes, um, I would say that really my best advice is to make sure that you're set up for 2021 and work on that now. So for last year, you know, if you have not tracked anything related to your business, that's going to be kind of your step one is to make sure that you can clearly show like what money your business made and have a really clear list of all of the things that you can take as deductions. So a business deduction is really just a, an expense that your business has, which is going to reduce the taxes that your business pays. So your business is paying taxes on the income it receives, minus eligible expenses, which are really wide ranging, um, but anything from software that you use in your business, employee costs, rent, you know, materials and supplies that you need in order to produce products, you know, it's, it's quite ranging. So you want to make sure that you have a really clear record of all of that and can show what, what profit or loss, depending on how the year went. Um, is exists for your business for 2020. And then from there, I would say either line up someone to help with your taxes. So if you're going to have a tax preparer do it for you, like you should get on that sooner than later because people get busy and it's good to really establish those connections now. Um, and then from there, really think about how you can set things up so that you're, you have an accounting system and you're tracking what's happening in your business in real time and actually using that information to make good decisions. So if you're only pulling all the info together every year at tax time, you're missing an opportunity, which is that that info is actually useful to make decisions in your business. But if you don't know about it until like a year later, it's not going to help you. Is there anything else you wanted to cover that we didn't yet? Um, I guess it's just a general, like a general understanding that like having awareness is a game changer and what you focus on grows. So 
if you want to give your business a real shot to um, continue to expand and not only, it's not always about growth. Sometimes it's about making decisions that are just going to run your, make your business run more efficiently, effectively. All of that stuff goes back to an ability to know your numbers and see the information so that you have power in that knowledge and you can really be proactive about the way that you run your business as opposed to reactive. I can definitely attest to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Always learning lessons. Yeah, I mean, I think that like I see statistics and little things up um, like the SBA, which is the Small Business Association. It puts out some info where it's like, when it comes to businesses succeeding, you know, about, I think it's something like 20% of new businesses fail in their first two years and something close to 50% within five years. But what changes that dramatically is the businesses that are on top of having good accounting and looking at their finances. So like if a business is actively looking at what's going on in their finances, you know, weekly, monthly, they're, they have a much better chance of survival than the businesses that are, are kind of just like taking that, put blinders on, look away, like focus on the things that they want to be doing instead. Um, and the reality is like, if, if the financial piece is not your strength or interest, that doesn't mean that you can't have really clear numbers. It just means like you're choosing then to be in a decision-making position in your business, but that doesn't mean you have to also be the number cruncher. So, you know, you can outsource bookkeeping pretty early and still have a, a great sense of what's happening in your business um, without putting in that time and energy personally, but you are, you will need to still put energy into understanding your numbers. And how do you define like looking at your numbers on a weekly or monthly basis? Yeah, so I would say that like a good good starting point and what for most small businesses what works well is you know once you've either started a spreadsheet that you keep or you're using some sort of accounting system um, like QuickBooks, you each month go in and you categorize all of the income and all of the expenses. And then from there, you're going to reconcile. So you're going to basically make sure that the info in your accounting system matches your bank account. So like, you know, it's, it's pretty easy for duplication or stuff to be missing. That process of reconciling every month gives you confidence that what's in your bookkeeping system matches what is actually in your bank. And then from there, I would say that there are like three reports that I would be looking at each month. The first one is called an income statement. And you also hear it referred to as P&L pretty often, profit and loss. That report is going to show you exactly what you, you just categorized that month, all the income and all the expenses, and then shows you your profit. So Profit is, is literally income minus expenses equals profit. So it's what's left over after you've paid for necessary things in your business. 
Um, so looking at that, like you want to have, you want to kind of take a step back and think, where is the money coming from into my business? Like what are the main ways that I'm making money and what are the main things I'm spending money on? Do they align with what I'm trying to build? Am I spending a lot of time, energy, and money on certain parts of my business that maybe aren't producing much income? So like you as the owner of the business are going to be really intimately knowledgeable about everything going on. But I think you want to step back and look at it honestly and see how do you feel when you see, you know, the numbers that are coming out of your, your work, your team's work, whatnot. And are there things that you think you're potentially spending money on that are not really driving the business in the direction that you're hoping to keep building? So that's your income statement. Your balance sheet is the next thing that I would recommend looking at. And this is just basically a report that shows you all of the assets in your business, which is your bank accounts, or if, you know, if your business owns property or other things that are of value, where your business owes money. So liabilities, like if you have a credit card, you owe money on that credit card, or if you have a business loan, and then the equity left over, which is basically when you take assets, you subtract your liabilities, your equity is what's left over. So um, those two reports will give you a lot of info. And then a cash flow report is helpful to see how your cash changed in the in the period you're looking at. So if it's a particular month, you know, you'd want to see, did my cash increase or decrease this past month? And that is really important because cash flow is something that's such a challenge for a lot of businesses. That doesn't necessarily mean the business is um, not doing well. It could just be a timing thing where like, you know, if you're a business that produces a product, sells it to wholesale, then has to wait for 30 days, there could be, you know, a two to three month period between when you have to pay for things and when you actually receive the money from your customer. So some of those cash flow um, challenges, like you need to plan for and un start to understand the trends of are there particular months or time windows in your business where cash is tight because of, you know, your how cyclical your business may be? And um, so that that would be kind of the three reports I would be looking at. So you want to make sure you have a really clear picture of what happened in the past month, that it matches up with your bank accounts and then pull reports to look at that performance. And you want to go through it and really have a good understanding of where the money is coming from, where you're spending it. Do you feel um, that is in alignment with the type of business that you're, you're trying to build? So for anybody who's interested in uh, outsourcing all of this to you, where can they go to learn more about Swell Advisors and to reach out to you? Sure. So swelladvisors.com is our website. You can also find us on Instagram and on Facebook under the handle Swell Advisors. And um, so, yeah, just, you know, if you, if you have any questions, like we are really, um, we're really passionate about working with small business owners, specifically ones that are using their business as a force for good in their community. They, they donate a portion of their proceeds. You know, they're, they're really looking to be a part of this new movement of 
businesses that want to do positive work as they run their businesses, introduce new solutions to things like, you know, waste or, uh, you know, there's, there's so many different layers that, that our, our clients are working on within the sustainability space. So yeah, we, we would love to speak with anyone who's interested in finding out more and also just, you know, we're always out to, to answer questions or support the, the general like eco-business owner community. And that's a wrap. Now it's time to take action. If you're just starting out with a new business, make sure to split your business and personal bank accounts and get to know the numbers of your business. If you're looking to hire somebody to crunch the numbers of your sustainably-minded business, check out Swell Advisors. The link is in the show notes. Remember, knowledge is power, so if you learned something from today's episode, share it with someone you know who'd also benefit from this free resource. If you share the podcast on social media, don't forget to tag and follow us at Hippie Haven Shop, or my personal Instagram is at hippie.ceo. This podcast is produced with the help of my communications coordinator, Ray Lynn, who also helps produce our Hippie Haven YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on YouTube to see more behind the scenes at our zero waste company. You can also support our environmental advocacy work here at Hippie Haven by leaving a review for this podcast in whichever app you're using to listen, or buy us a virtual cup of coffee to keep us going. Visit buymeacoffee.com forward slash Hippie Haven to support our work. Thank you so much for spending this time with me, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.